Hello and welcome to episode four of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror with your host, I'm Dan P. And uh, got Dan S here as well. We're getting through these episodes, although they're still at the time of recording this one. I've still not published the first one, so I don't know how well they're doing. So uh... <laughs> well, maybe we should record them all before we release them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, let's get straight to this. So again, spoiler warning for Black Mirror Season 2, Episode 1, and it's called Be Right Back. So first off, starring... Hayley Atwell as Martha and Donald Gleeson as Ash. Now, I think, I looked this up, I think this was the same year. So it, it aired on Channel 4 on 11th of February 2013. So I think this was the same year that she appeared for the first time as Agent Carter. Oh, okay. In, in Captain America, the first film. Because she was in the, yes. first, the first film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this was just before just before she did that. Um, so we're still now talking what ten years ago. So still, I'm still amazed how old this series. That's quite funny because I feel like this has probably aged better than Captain America has. Which is it's weird to think those two things are at the same time because I think we said it last week in last week's episode. It was like this could have been released yesterday and it would have been alright. Whereas Captain America probably wouldn't have been. Probably would be struggling with it today. Yeah, I think this episode as well definitely. So this episode was written by Charlie Brooker. This was a few months after the death of a person he knew. And Brooker was starting to remove contacts he didn't need from his phone anymore. And when he got to this person who died, he considered it weirdly disrespectful to delete their name, which we'll come back to. And the idea became an inspiration for this episode, Be Right Back, along with another idea that Booker had when using Twitter along the lines of what if these people were dead and it was software emulating their thoughts. So those two things combined are what ultimately formed the genesis of this. So again, it's isn't it amazing kind of what what will spark an idea for a great episode of TV? Uh, yeah, I wonder, I was just thinking if I ever have any random thoughts which could generate a massive like popular TV programme, I don't think I can yet. I'm not sure if, if we're ready to delve into your mind just yet. <laughs> yeah, probably best left um, on unexplored imagine if we had the tech from the last episode then you wouldn't need to watch <laughs> yeah, to think yeah very true right so as we said earlier spoilers start now but we never go fully into it so again please do watch the episode because well it's kind of spoiling it but i think this is a great one and what was the relief on this it starts off with a couple actually being happy if, you, if you're thinking about it so the the prime minister one it was all stress and uh, the relationship issues the second one was in that kind of prison environment type setting. And the last one was about the couple. We see a, a married couple in love and being happy together, right? But early on, and, and I'll come back to this later, you can see that the husband is addicted to his phone, isn't it? They're in the van and he's ignoring her. She's constantly saying stupid stuff to try and get his attention. So the premise is they're moving into a new house in the countryside, which I think is a family, old family house of his. And it's so it's empty. And it, like I said, they're in a totally isolated surrounding. It shows again scenes setting them up that he's on his phone and they're sort of moving things in and he's talking about memories. And it comes to time that he has to return the hire van. So he goes away, leaves Martha at home to carry on with her job she looks like she's a graphic artist he's he hasn't returned it's late on he hasn't returned she keeps looking at the clock he tr she tries to call him but the phone goes to voicemail and then 
to cut a long story short, police turn up at the door. She turns away crying and it's obviously clear he's died in an accident when returning the van. Now, the reason I, I mentioned the thing about the phone a couple of times, it's not explicitly said, but in my head, I've got it that he died because he was on his phone. Do you know what? Just as you were talking that, it didn't trigger when I was watching the episode, that, that point, but that could have been quite a, and I guess I didn't want to put any blame on, on him because he's meant to be a good guy, isn't he? But that would be quite a strong message, wouldn't it, for viewers? And I'm sure a lot of people do things like that and, you know, text and go on social media while they're driving, thinking it's harmless. Obviously, it could have a catastrophic impact. So, yeah, so you're right. It doesn't explicitly say, but it kind of, it could be that. And especially as it's, it's a tech device that he seems glued to, it feels like that would have fit in with the Black Mirror philosophy but anyway it's, it's never said what's happened because it's all off screen so the next scene is at his funeral and a friend starts telling her about uh, a friend starts telling Martha about an online service which she used that can help her get over the grieving and she gets angry screams and walks away and again feels quite feels quite rude of the friend to, at the funeral literally just buried her husband to start talking about potentially something that she could have I, I don't know maybe it's just like let her have a couple of days right yeah you're right maybe funeral was a bit too soon <laughs> it shows her obviously alone in the house starting to do it up and sometime later she's on her laptop looking at her emails and at the top there's an email from her husband i oh, know sorry she sees a, an email from her friend that says i've signed you up to it and then at the top an email comes in and it's from her husband saying yes it's me so she calls her friend up angrily and her friend tells her that it's an application that goes through a person's social media, takes all this information and messages like it was them. Now, two things here. Again, pretty off of the friend to just sign her up to that, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it, it definitely is. It's, it's very intrusive and I, we don't ever really get the impression how close this, this friend actually is. But it's a very intrusive on something that is very very personal i don't think i would <laughs> i don't think i'd sign any of my friends up for anything like that yeah and some of the next things we're going to talk about will show you why i think it's off of the friend to have done it without her say so but the other thing was she said just talk to it and it was the the word it that stuck out for me again you know talk to it it wasn't him it's talk to it yeah. now like i said ultimately this is an application that is now going to mimic her husband so a bit of time passes on. She ignores it for now, but then we find out that she's pregnant and obviously all the emotions that that brings with her. So she then opens the email and presses the button to start a conversation with him. So when she starts the conversation, it is like she is talking to him because it sets the scene at the start that he tells a lot of jokes, like bad jokes, and he, you know, he, he likes to have a bit of a, a laugh with her. And it's talking like that. So... She says the reason why she got in touch with him was she only logged in to say she was pregnant. So it's like she had to get, she, she wanted to be able to tell him that he was a father. And then the text that comes back is, well, I will be a dad. I wish I was there with you now. Which again just feels really weird. And what must that be doing to her? So we then see her continuing to converse with him. And then what she does, she goes to the next level of the application where she then uploads videos isn't it like home videos of him so i think it could get his voice and photos uh, to be able to take it like i said to the next level of the application and then as soon as she does that 
phone starts ringing and it's him on the end of the phone. So rather than just messaging and emailing, she's actually talking to him and it's got his voice and his personality. That now feels to me like that's almost point beyond, don't you think? Yeah. And do you, do you think as well that these, and obviously we'll go on to the next level in a minute, but do you think all these levels were available at the start or do you get the impression it developed along with time? Yeah, do, do you see what I mean? Do you, do you think it was? Do you think it was always there, and she always had that option to to go that far, or do you do you think it was a like text? Oh no, there's a new feature coming along. You can now phone as well. I think it was like that. I think it was absolutely text. So it, I mean, we'll come on to it in our discussion, no doubt. But it is just a computer application, isn't it? Yeah. And so they probably a start up. They do the basic, and then you you pay to to increase it. So so she is now able to have proper phone calls with him for want of a better term for because it's not actually him. The program carries on and it ultimately looks like her life is carried on. It's like she's basically, to me, I got the impression it's almost like she's having a long distance relationship with him. Yeah, she became she became dependent on those phone calls, didn't she? And you could you could kind of tell, I think there was an important bit again, probably a far away thing at the time, but it was probably quite important whereby when she was on the hill speaking to him and then her mum called and she goes, oh, no, I'll just call my mum back later. And mm. it's the equivalent, no, she would, if she'd taken that call and hung up on him, it's not like she'd be hanging up on a person. She's hanging up, she's, yeah. you know, she's pausing a game or pausing a video or, or pausing yeah. something while she talks yeah, yeah. to her mum. Yeah. So you can see at that point she's obviously sucked in because she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to pause the conversation with him because... She, at that point, sees it as another person. And like I said, actually, spot on. I mean, she's ignoring a phone call from her mother. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. So, yeah, so I had in my head, it's almost like he's away for work and she's just carrying on like, uh, you know, he's going to be back at some point. Now, the next bit is, the the scene where you're talking about actually was a key bit that crops up later. So there's a bit where she's at a shows him the view so there she's gone to wherever they are there's some like cliffs and you know beautiful scenery and she talks to him and says you know how he never used to like views and he said something about he tweeted a joke about the grand canyon being like a big gap or something yeah and she then says that he called this area a lover's leap where couples would jump to their doom and he says actually everyone who ever leaped did so alone and she kind of looked funny. She goes, did you look that up? And he says, sort of, sorry, I won't do it again. And she called that a bit weird. So, so ultimately, he was like Wikipedia then. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a bit cut. when the cracks started to show, wasn't it? Where you could kind of see her take a step yeah. back and go, oh, hang on, this isn't real. Yeah, that jolted her back into to reality, didn't it, didn't it? Yeah. So there's another key scene, well, key scene where she drops her phone and it's, it stresses her out. But that's because obviously she's going to miss the phone call from him. So anyway, it carries on. And he then tells her about a new experimental feature. And again, I found the fact that he was telling her ultimately really weird because it was like an in-application advert, wasn't it? It was an in-app advert. It, yeah. it feels that should have been warning sign number two, I think, for her as well. Yeah. The fact that it was him saying. Yeah, it's like almost, almost like playing a game, wasn't it? And an upgrade alert comes up and goes, you could go to this level if you pay X amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I don't think we hear anything about it, but the next scene then is she receives a, a huge delivery of box and they take it upstairs and she opens it up and it's a synthetic body. It is like a, um, it's almost like a, 
curled up mannequin, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think at that point, again, if I was going through that process and opening up my body, I'll be thinking at that point, I'll go, I think I've gone too far. <laughs> I think I think I think I should go backwards. Yeah, yeah. It was it was so bizarre. So um he then tells her what to do. So she's got to put it in the bath and put all these powders, these electrolytes, etc., in it and just leave it there. So she's then downstairs and she hears a noise, right? She goes out into the hallway and there in front of her is her husband, or you know, her her deceased husband. So this mannequin, this synthetic body has now adapted to look like him, talk like him, be the same height, and and ultimately is a walking, talking replica of the husband. And they make some jokes because he's naked, and so, you know, that that sort of shows that their humour's back. Now, they then proceed to have sex because, of course, she spots, she says, oh, you used to have a mole, or he used to have a mole here, I think. And he goes, oh, okay. And then just like that, he grows a mole in that spot, doesn't he, to match it. It was an important bit just before that, sorry to interrupt, um, when they were talking at the bottom of the staircase, I think it was, um, and she kind of implied, she goes, well, she kind of implied that he looked healthy and he looked well. And then he said something along the lines of, I think it was a scene, and he said something along the lines of, he goes, well, we only show our good sides on social media. So, And that's what he's modelled himself right, on, yes. on the social media side. And I thought that was quite an important bit because... You know, it's quite a big thing about Instagram and yourself, your image you'll portray on Instagram is not actually real life. And, you know, when you're, you're going through moments where it feels quite bad and you look at everyone's fantastic photos, it's not really them you're looking at. You're looking at a small aspect of positivity. And I thought that was quite, in today's world, quite a, a key point that came back. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, even if, let's say, even if this tech was there, yeah, you are only getting what that person wants you to show. and and. Yeah, no one ever puts that photo of them. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just fell over in the mud and I'm covered in rain. I've had a, yeah. I've had a crap day. Um, <laughs> I went here. I am on holiday. It, it was lightning and thunder every day. You know, I yeah. couldn't go outside because it was, it was windy all the time. You know, it's, nobody ever puts those pictures. Yeah. Or like how I look now after a long day in London, worn out, tired. That image won't appear. That, that's for you did, only. That won't I appear not t- on Instagram. Did I not tell you that we're putting a video out for this? Did I not tell you that? Oh, brilliant. Bear with me. Well, anyway, moving on, quickly, <laughs> move, moving on quickly, moving on quickly. I guess, you know, when I say about the sex scene being obvious, it was used for this bit. So she says that he wasn't really responding. And this is similar to what you said. He said he's got no records of his sexual responses, because why would he getting it yeah. from, from online? She then grabs his groin to see if he can get a reaction. And, and it was a funny line because he says, oh, that, I can turn that on and off as needed, which I found <laughs> funny. And then demonstrates, you don't see anything, but he demonstrates it. They then proceed to, you know, there's another sex scene where it's far more vigorous between the two of them. And she was really impressed by it. And she goes, where did you learn this? And then he answers by saying, it's a set routine from porn videos, which again, <laughs> it's, you know, all these elements now, and, and there's something I want to say about this, not about necessarily the sex scenes, but about this element of this application. And then her sister comes round and she, quotes hides him. The sister sees men's clothes on the floor, congratulates her for moving on. And then this feels like that's a trigger for her to start doubt in it all now so the elements about the whole sex and and learning it from porn and his sister saying well done for moving on 
The next scene, they're in bed and she says, you're too quiet. Can you at least breathe a little bit to make you seem more real? Which she then does. She gets angry because he says, you know, you, he wouldn't just obey me. He would fight back or tell a stupid joke. So she says, I'll just go downstairs. And he starts to go, which again, angers her even more because again, she's saying he, he wouldn't just do what I say. She then starts to argue with him. He just stays there motionless. And she says, just get out, just get out the house. Which then leads to a funny scene. You see him literally as in wandering outside. Now the next scene, it's the morning. She opens the window and he's just standing in the garden, isn't he, looking out. And she goes, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm only allowed to be 25 metres from my activation point. And she goes, yeah. what's that? And he goes, where well, I was made, the bathtub. And then he goes, also, no, unless I'm with my administrator. So basically, he's now called her an administrator, which obviously upsets her. So... She takes him then to a cliff and she tells him to jump. And he was going to without question. He says, are you sure? She goes, yeah. And then she says, you see, he would have been scared. He wouldn't have done it. Then all of a sudden the husband start, or the replica starts crying and saying, please don't make me do it. I don't want to do it. I'm scared, which she, she then says is unfair. We then see a jump cut. It jumps forward to her daughter being, I don't know, sort of six, seven-ish, I, I reckon. And she says, oh, can I take a bit of cake upstairs? And, and she goes, yes, okay. And she takes a cake up to the attic. And basically, since that previous scene, she's been keeping Ash in the attic. And I think only allows daughter to see her at birthday and weekends. And that's how it finished. There's a lot to unpack, isn't there? Let's talk through it. So, so what do you think, firstly, then, about the tech itself? So I got, as a tech, out of the obvious, there was her digital art canvas thing which i thought was really cool did you see when she was drawing yeah, on that, it was, that was really cool yeah the pregnancy test she did i thought was quite funny i don't know if it, that, these are in like real life we had a little picture of a, we had a picture of a baby waving a little rattle and i thought they don't do that do they no <laughs> no they look very much like pretty... a covid test there they're just yeah, too much yeah, a line of so peers i thought that'd be stick. pretty cool but wouldn't yeah. it be pretty cool if it was like a little baby waving a rattle i'm sorry yeah <laughs> And what, what's funny about that, and obviously we're talking about the tech and that the whole, is this possible, possible but that pregnancy bit is probably more far-fetched than, than the actual, than the actual yeah. chatting and the AI bit, because that's actually here today, whereas that pregnancy test doesn't exist yet. Yeah, oh, I tell you what, actually, before we, before we go on to actually talk about it, there's a couple of other things. So there was the chat app and the synthetic body. I had a couple more notes, so... Prior to writing this show, he had read about a 1960s, this is Charlie Brooker, about 1960s artificial intelligence program called ELISA and how the creator's secretary was engaged in a very personal conversation within minutes of first testing it. He notes that the episode mirrors stages of internet dating, so progressing from text conversations to phone calls to real-life interactions. And believes the biggest leap to be the synthetic flesh version of Ash, while the rest is not that far-fetched. Now, is this a little bit here? An unused idea for the episode was to emphasize the financial nature of the technology. Brooker says in an interview that there was a point where she runs out of credit and has to top it up. And they believe they shot that but never added it, which I thought would have been quite an interesting scene to see in there as well. Explain that bit. So what, because she'd she'd purchased this service or Yeah, so to keep it running you have to like pay tenner a month or whatever. Oh like she'd it. run out yeah. of credit. That's quite interesting actually, isn't it? Because the whole subscription method that companies use today on things like mobile apps kind yeah. of captures that quite well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I think in the episode, you know that would be there, but it didn't. It chose to focus more on the 
the emotion side of it rather than that. So anyway, sorry. So it's so a back to it. Let's let's talk about. Let's can I just it, yeah. can I just add yeah can I just add a couple of other points uh, which I kind of noticed on my bullet pointed list and you've covered most of them and added some new ones but I didn't notice when it was at phone call stage there was a dependence on talking to him to the point where she panicked when she wasn't able to so there was two situations where there was a a blackout or a gap in conversations with him one was when her phone smashed she dropped her phone and she almost like rushed home as quick as possible to get it charged up, to, to get him on the phone again. I thought that was quite interesting. There was a one where she had to turn turn the phone off or end the phone call with him to then uh, to then plug, to get it installed into the, the, the body or so, so he could come to life. But that kind of suggests that she was pretty much talking to him 24 by 7. And obviously she lives in a, a lonely house um, and she panicked when that service wasn't there. So I thought the dependency on him uh, was quite strong. But that dependency seemed to take a step backwards when she started noticing weird things when he he was a body. So there was a few instances, like you said, there was a, the sexual intercourse bit where she felt a bit weird. There was the not arguing back and not getting his emotions right. And there was another bit as well where he, I think during one of those arguments or one-sided arguments, he went and picked up a photo on, on, the, oh, on, yes, the, on yeah. the fireplace. And she didn't yeah. like that. And I think at that point she was like, "That's not my husband. I don't want you touching yeah. my husband's stuff." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's quite interesting how the further the tech got, the more she didn't like it. Like it got, yeah, it, it went yeah. past the point, didn't it? It kind of did a bit of a bell curve and came back down the other side. So I thought that was quite interesting. And I think that's all I had actually. <laughs> because I was going to ask you, right? Would would you use this technology? Let's put ourselves in her position. Would you? Um, I would like to say no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I would say no. And if I witness, like, you know, one of my close friends um, do it to kind of make up for losing a loved one, I think I'd find it almost like I'd advise them not to do it as well. Like, it's, yeah, I think it's a bit dangerous to become dependent on something which is not really there. I was watching it and I was thinking there's something about the the emails and the messaging which feels like it could initially be comforting. Yeah. You know, seeing a message, responding to it, knowing that at any point you could potentially stop. Because I think what it was with her is it was so sudden. You know, he just went away to return a van. There was no illness. And it was the thing about she wanted to let him know about the pregnancy. And you could feel that. But I think... Once it got to the phone call, that feels a bit weird. And definitely, uh, there's no way I would go to that synthetic body stage for a number of reasons. Yeah, yeah, it, it's weird. But but also, so I was thinking about this. And sorry, the other point, so I just take it back. Um, you just mentioned the pregnancy reminded me of my other point that I wrote down is all this happened in a really quick amount of time. It all happened in the first few months of a pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the pregnancy allows us to keep a timeline and we're yes, talking about yeah. you're talking about a couple of months that all this stuff is happening because I don't think she ever really started showing, does she? No, no, no. no you so just somewhere... see the sign, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So all that, all those events happened within about must be about ten weeks um, in the middle of her pregnancy somewhere. Anyway, um, but the other thing I was thinking of would it be different if you hadn't lost your partner? Just say it's, you were talking about partners, boyfriends, girlfriends, loved ones. Would it be possible if you just actually went through, if you'd just been dumped 
and you've got your heart broken and then you decide to fill that gap by doing this. Does it does it become different if a person hasn't died that you're just trying to fill the void of a, a broken relationship? I couldn't work out if it was the same in my head. Both are obviously that you can't move on. So it's got the roots in the same thing that you are stuck in a specific thing of of grief for different reasons. But it almost feels to me that the one where if you've just been dumped, that's a lot worse because that person is still alive. Yeah. And you are replicating them. You're cloning, aren't you? You're cloning yeah. them and like almost programming almost... them to like you. Yeah, I want to almost say it's not cheating. It's, it, cheating's not the right word, but... The other thing that could happen is if, if it's AI, this, like, new person could start watching, like, the real person's Facebook tweets, realise that she doesn't like you, and then your your drone would start not liking you as well. <laughs> that, that's, that's, yeah, that's actually... That, that, oh, that would be devastating, wouldn't it? Yeah. But it is a violation, isn't it? Imagine that you bump into an ex-girlfriend of five, six years ago, then you see next to her, there's an image, a copy of you, or, or, or you see she's, or she gets a phone call. You say, "Who's that?" You. <laughs> you know? yeah. Would would you would you not feel honoured at all? <laughs> it's a violation, isn't it? It's, it's, it's really weird. I mean, and I was actually thinking about that, even with the dead person, right? Still, a, almost a violation of them. It, it's like, I know it's yeah. not the the real person, but I know I I still think on a base level, I think. The emails can understand it. It's the next stages because then, yeah, it, it then feels really weird. And the other thing I was going to say, though, I love the idea of this because it relies on a person's social media footprint, right? And it just shows that this technology can only exist because people put a lot of themselves out there. Yeah, I agree. Because you, you're right, some people you'd get more from than others wouldn't you yeah um but yeah the, the other interesting uh thing about this particular episode is and the reason why it kind of i think hits closer to home and like we thought the one last week was incredible but i think this one hits more more home because some of this technology is available today and you know i've started a job ball recently where i use chat gpt a lot and you, you know you chat to it like it's a real life person and you know, some of the things you get out of it is just incredible. So, you know, you can kind of see how this is possible. And I don't know if I ever sent it to you, but um, I've got a clip of a Tesla um, sales yes, call. Yeah. Other electric cars are available. Um, <laughs> te- this Tesla sales call obviously picks up some details from interest in a website and it had phoned the customer who'd made the inquiries. And you hear this conversation between a bot and a real person and apart from the odd awkward silence where the bot was trying to register it with well, it the conversation the gaps, finished, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah yeah you just wouldn't know and it and it's and it's freaking i'm sure we've all come across alexas and series and you know we know they're not quite there with you know feeling real but this feels real and chat gpt feels real in it's um bizarre because this plays a lot into it and, and this is it. I remember I, I WhatsApped you last night when I was watching this, didn't I? And it's easy to say now because we are in that age. But when she first started talking to him, I think I said it feels just like she's using ChatGPT. Yeah. 
because now you can actually ha you can technically have a conversation with it can't you because you can ask it yeah. a question and you say oh tell me more about this or can you do yeah. this and then it rephrases the answer now and bear that, in yeah, mind that's, that's exactly what i do you know you, you write a paragraph or an email or something and then you ask chat btp can you write this a bit better and it sends you a whole new email within yeah, seconds yeah. and and you, yeah. can, and you can see it should we should we go through the example but no, hold on, hold on, no. Um, oh, what, the real life one? Yeah. No, we'll come on to that, there's a couple more things still about the program. So I just want to say, yeah, bear in mind that this was 10 years ago. He wrote, this yeah. This aired in 2013, and yes, AI has always been a thing for years, but it's only in the last 18 months, isn't it? That has really yeah. come forward yeah. as as a practical thing. Now, just, just before going to yours, so I, what I've tried to do is, as I did last episode, try to see something that exists, see if the technology exists. Now, something, I found a couple of things. One you're going to, but this one is a service called That Can Be My Next Tweet has existed since 2013, so the year this went out. And this was a service, or this is a service that will analyze your Twitter stream and attempt to create a tweet that you could have written. Wow. So we've already got stuff like that there. And then, yeah, I had my mind blown by another article. So, and then I remember I say to you, because I think I made you think that something bad had happened, didn't I? Because I yeah, kind of swore. Yeah. So, yeah, so you sent me a text. You were like, oh my God, like read this type thing. And I was like, oh no, something bad has happened to one of our like friends yes. or someone yes. we used to work with. And I thought, and I was just getting onto for tube at the time. And I got yeah. not a major anxiety, but I was like, oh my God, I can't open the link now. I'm going to have to wait till I <laughs> come back up. And then I opened it back up, and it had nothing to do with anyone we knew. It was just an ask. But it, it blew my mind. And I, anyway, t <laughs> t t take us through the story, because this is just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, so this is a story um, from 2015, which is two years after the episode um, shared. Uh, viewed, sorry. Um, and on 28th of November 2015, a 34-year-old man called Roman Mazarenko was hit by a speeding jeep in central Moscow. Um, he was rushed to the nearest hospital but died of his injuries. His best friend, Eugenia Kuda, arrived just before he arrived, just missing the chance to speak to him one last time. She spent the next three months collecting text messages that Mazarenko's friends had stored on their phones and handed them over to the engineers at her software company, Luca. And after some computer wizardry involving algorithms and artificial intelligence, Kuda's engineers had developed an app that would let her speak to Mazarenko once again. It sounds like, oh, then it goes on to say, it sounds like a science fiction story, and that's because it because of this episode of, of Black Mirror. So two years afterwards, we saw a real-life example where someone had used, and they kind of, um, the article kind of says that they used text messages from people's phones to kind of yeah. build build that person uh, rather than oh, their yeah. social media. But obviously, um, you know, very possible, and obviously it has has happened. That has now happened in real life. The next bit is, is she says it's definitely the future, and I'm always for the future. She said, but it really was beneficial for us. Is it letting go by forcing you to actually feel everything, or is it just having a dead person in your attic? Where is the line? Where are we? It screws with your brain. So she'd obviously created something, and then she's thinking, is it messed up, or is it, um, or is this a real useful tool for the future? Yeah, because her company basically created chatbots, so the basis was there. Yeah, just let it sink in that two years after that show, it actually happened, or a version of it happened. Yeah. Like I said, 
watching the, the episode for a podcast and discussing it, it's easy for me to say that I would do the initial thing, but in real life, I, I don't know. And, and it's one of those tech that, you know, we often say just because you can do something, should you do it? And, and, and I don't know, I just think like this, I think for certain people, it might be the center thing, especially if you've not been able to see your loved one pass before or speak to them before. It might just be a case of you just want to say something. But there are some people that this is going to be extremely unhealthy for, right? Yeah, I agree. Did you ever watch the film P.S. I Love You? No. So to go through with the storyline quickly, it's a bit different, is that he knows he's going to pass away. And for the year afterwards, he sets up loads of messages and letters right. to get to yeah. her house. And it's kind of, you know, if someone did that to you, kind of set up, something where you kept on getting letters from them over the next year, is that deemed as cruel because they can't move on or can't get their space? And are, is this in, in the same sort of realm? But is it, are you just torturing yourself? Um, and I I think I'd get to the conclusion where if someone did that to me, I'd be quite angry with them, um, even though they'd already passed away. I'd be quite angry if they'd done that because you're not being given the space to grieve. And I think this... Black Mirror episode would be, I think you would just be torturing yourself. And even if you started the journey, I think at some point you'd think this is not a good idea. I need to stop and grieve normally. Yeah. Now, I want to I want to do something slightly out of order. I want to do our scores and then I, I want to talk about the episode again because something of my score is going to reflect on the episode or the episode is going to reflect on my score. Now, firstly, what I want to say... That is, sounds like a Black Mirror script in itself, what, going back and forth. <laughs> Yeah. First thing I want to say, this now feels like, although this was two years later and um, it's the start of a new series, it now feels like for me, it's in the Black Mirror groove. It's, it's, this yeah. is how I, the last couple of episodes are how I have, have Black Mirror. It feels like that perfect formula. Now, I think you gave the last episode, um, oh, sorry, I love the title of it. It's called Be Right Back, which we used to say in Texan. Yeah, messaging BRB. things yeah. BRB, be right back I, I, I thought that was just a brilliant name um sorry digression there did he did he say that did he say that when he got in the van he, he might have done he might have done i'm not sure it would be like uh charlie brooker to have done that yeah you gave the previous episode entire history of you a nine i gave it an eight so what would you score this episode oh this is tough i don't really want to give anything a 10 out of 10 um, but I do want to reflect on the fact that I think this one, because it hits home with technology that is available today, I feel like I want to give it higher. So can I give a 9.5? Yeah, we can do we can do points. You can even do 0.1. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let us do yeah, episodes. So there's going to be a fine margin between some. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a 9.5. And I enjoyed this episode just as much as the last one, but just to recognise the fact that this technology is there, I think it kind of freaks you out a little bit more. Yeah. Now, this is what I want to say. Is I I actually think I'm going to give it a slightly lower score. What? However, however, this is a really contradictory. I absolutely love this episode, right? I, I actually think it's great. For me, though, the ending lets it down for me. In oh, sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm... almost like, like she doesn't know what she wants to she doesn't know what she can do with it and it just feels weird that it jumps eight years he's stuck in the attic so what we don't know is does his family know about it it feels odd that the girl's visiting him up in the attic so would she be saying this? It, 
and you know we don't have to tie endings up in a pretty with in a box with a pretty little bow although that's pretty much how he was delivered to her but um it's like I, I don't know i just feel for me the ending kind of lets it down if it had finished the bit of the scene where he then starts crying and it cut to black there i think then i probably would have given it an 8.5 or a 9 yeah i just yeah, think the I'd... ending let it down I think that is particularly cruel on her daughter, isn't it? Because her daughter doesn't need to form that relationship, doesn't need to form that bond, doesn't need to grieve. She might feel the absence of a father figure later on in life. Um, But, you know, she, Martha, is also condemning herself to be by herself as well. Because I'm not sure any new potential partner would understand. Yeah, (laughs) There's a a clone of her ex uh, or of her ex-husband, not ex-husband, that's the wrong word, of her uh, husband who's passed away yeah. up in the attic. But what if the family finds out? What if his family finds out? Now, I will counter that by saying, oh, yeah, something just hit me then. Another thing where obviously it turned her off it, as it were, was remember he gets a bit of glass stuck in his hand, but there's no reaction, he just pulls it out yeah. and there's no blood or anything. What we don't know, though, is how how many other of these synthetic replicas are out there so it might be that it's fully accepted because this is obviously then eight years later yeah what they could have done to really put you in a spin is later on and you find out that she's one of them as well and she just never realized <laughs> yeah that he created her he created her yeah so they're both yeah they're both yeah that's your, oh my word Charlie, Charlie, <laughs> redo this episode, please. That's, yeah, he's Mr. That's Trick. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. She died, he recreates her, then he dies, she recreates. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um <laughs> actually, so maybe a seven's a bit harsh. If we're if I'm now allowing points, maybe I might say a 7.9, because I really, really like this. I just thought the previous episode has a decent ending, it has a poignant ending. And it finishes with him deciding he doesn't want the tech. It just feels like this. That uh, yeah, I just didn't like the ending. That was all. Okay. But still, perfect episode. Perfect episode in terms of up till that. So yeah, well, it, it, I was. I'll say you allowed your opinion. I think you're wrong, but I think you allowed it. <laughs> <laughs> 7.9, 7.9. But overall, like I said, what do you think about? Do Do you feel that this is the like the the kind of episode you like? Because again. We talk about tech, but there really isn't that much tech displayed in it, is there? It's, it's again, it's about emotion, isn't it? But emotion, seeing like human loss and and how that impacts people. But yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's just one common tech which evolves, um, and it's all based around that. But it's weird, isn't it? Because we said it before, even though it's only got that one element of tech, which is talk, where you could probably talk about you know the morals and the the ethics of it for hours. Yeah. But we were more impressed with the pregnancy test, so... Yeah. <laughs> Does it not edge it up above an eight for a pregnancy test, or...? <laughs> no, no. Anyway, anything else on this before we, we end here? Um, No, again, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It is it's a really good Black Mirror episode, and this definitely fits in the, the Black Mirror theme i think there's a few episodes that don't but i think this this one definitely does tell what also struck me was we saw an early jodie whittaker we've seen an early early hayley atwell i'm now trying to remember who we might see in the upcoming episodes before he's, he's in he's been in a couple of films as well so i i think i saw him in 
what's the one he, he goes back in time doesn't he um about time or something like that well, yeah so he's know. been in a couple of big films i don't know Okay, well, we'll leave it there. Then join us for the next episode, which from what I remember, I think it's called White Bear. I think this is actually one that has stayed with me as well. We won't, no spoilers here. Yeah, you'll want to join us for that one because that, if, if you remember, it is a great episode. So um, yeah, we'll see you next time. If I want your opinion, I will give it. You. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and force me.